Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by legendary platinum selling artist, Ultranate. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I think that's the most enthusiastic response I've ever got to an introduction. <laughs> you know, I had to be my own crowd noise, you know? <laughs> oh, no, I can add those later. I'll add, like, claps and, like, screams exactly. and stuff in. Wonderful. Joe, I don't even know where to begin with this conversation because... I've grew up listening to your music and even to today, like I was in the gym and I can guarantee your songs are on my like gym playlist. It's just that constant punch of like positive, like the kick up the ass. I think 2020 needs. <laughs> Listen, it needs to be a kick up the ass for sure. <laughs> and I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, def- how, how have you found lockdown? Well, where in the world are you based now? Because obviously I know you spent a lot of time over in like Europe and the UK. Are you, are you back over in America now? Well, I, well, I live in Baltimore, Maryland in the States. I, I have for a million years. And even when I'm on the road touring like a crazy person, um, this is still home base. So I'm just home in Baltimore where, where I live for since I was eight years old. Amazing. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> 
for me, lockdown is, well, obviously, you know, on the surface, it's miserable. It's a miserable situation for everyone, um, but especially in the way of not being able to travel and yeah. not just because of your, your live gig economy, which is significant and, you know, impacting the whole uh, yeah. entertainment industry from the, from the bottom to the top. Um, but there's also just that, that lifestyle and culture that you're used to um, in being able to just jump on a plane and be in another country in, in a matter of hours and immersed in other um, cultures and things okay. and, and enjoying, you know, different people in different situations and different, different party environments or just, just different living environments. Um, that's been something that I've been doing now for three decades. And yeah. um, it's, you know, part of just the fabric of who I am. So I've, I got that kind of, you know, with the isolation, I've got that confinement and claustrophobia a bit Yeah, of not being able to really just, you know, go or go somewhere you know in a <laughs> it's the way. freedom about it isn't it it's it's kind of yeah. it's it's, it's like, just a horrible it's one cage thing to be home when you want to be home when you want to be home and you're like i don't feel like traveling right now <laughs> but when you're like oh but i can't i really can't go if i want to right now oh that's a whole different mind fuck so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, though? It's, it's really funny because I think the first person who moans about going anywhere after all this is eventually over, I swear what? to God, I think they're going to be like drop kicked <laughs> straight. Totally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get back to 2020 yeah, and like, stay there. <laughs> that was just like the biggest thing, uh, you know, on, on behind, um, you know, losing friends. I mean, when things first started yeah. jumping off was something that was happening very significantly in my life. I know there are people out there who have who have not had it directly touch someone that they know, yeah. but unfortunately it touched quite a few people that I knew from, um, oh, sorry to hear from close friends to distant friends to um, uh, peers in the industry. Yeah. Um, so that was really kind of mind boggling. And I've, I've never mourned so many people simultaneously ever before in my life and really oh, don't wow. want to do that ever again because that that was really crazy um and you have to find ways to cope you know that that was literally what was going to be my my next question um because with myself like I'm on a bit of a journey to find like the right coping mechanism that like works for me for someone because I think grief is a is probably one of the worst emotions and like feelings that there is to have because I don't think there's any right or wrong way of dealing with it when, what would you kind of, how, how did you get through that kind of part of your life? Well, you know, I spent quite a few days uh, walking around my house like the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I was, you know, it was like the movie Groundhog Day. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with that. It's oh yeah like, same thing every day all day yeah every day. <laughs> I don't know I, you know I lost track of like what day it was and really like stop and think about it if I really wanted to approach that question um and it was it was just kind of frozen at the the closest word I can use to describe it is like frozen yeah. um it just kind of stuck in in you know like that hamster in that little circular habit trail thing going around in circles and going nowhere and you're just kind of stuck in this in this place in your head um for me work exercise is a really big help to keep yeah. me um 
just kind of mentally and emotionally all in sync you know there's so many and, benefits to that isn't there yeah and so I couldn't go to my gym obviously not even the gym in, in the building that I live in but you know I would do YouTube videos and I had equipment in my house so I would just purpose every day to do yeah. something um on a fitness level and then there were some days where I was just like I can't and I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> I felt that felt that <laughs> and, I, and I wouldn't you know and I would just make make it okay for myself to just like in this moment, I, I can't, I, I can't do anything but lay here and blink and stare out my balcony window and just wonder what the hell is happening to the world. Is the apocalypse <laughs> upon it? Like, what is happening? Um, but you give yourself that license and then you kind of like try to move through it and, um, and realize that this is not a normal moment. And so you cannot hold yourself accountable in quite the same way yeah. So you give yourself a little bit of license to be a little crazy, <laughs> to be a little, to be a little off center, a little off to be, you know, just. just so anytime quite... I'm feeling like weird now, I'm like, well, I'm, it's fine. I'm allowed to be because Ultranati told me I was allowed to be. Totally weird. fine. <laughs> like you got to give into that moment because I think we do ourselves more damage when we try to fight that or try to pretend like it's not Definitely. happening or, or are not in tune with it and aware of it. I think you you're on the path to healing and overcoming that moment, if you realize it, that's what's happening and kind of let yourself be absorbed in it and be yeah. okay with it and move through that process and get to the other side much faster and much cleaner. And so that's what I did. And, um, you know, I knew that I, I, I was going to keep making music. So I would immerse myself in making music. I wrote a shit ton of mu more music towards the album yes. that I had already been working on anyway. And so um, that was very helpful to just you know, have that time to really spend with music in the way that I would like, as opposed to I'm working on this piece and then I got to jump on the road and come back yeah. to it and try to get back into that space where I was, you know, and piecemealing things together. So there was like that just clear, open time to just It's write. kind of like, as much as we haven't got normal freedom, you've kind of got a little bit more creative freedom and a little bit more time to kind of work on the stuff and the songs and the music that you really obviously love making, which is, would you say yes. that's fair to say? That, that was definitely happening. So that was one of the productive parts of, of the, you know, when we were in total lockdown. And then I also yeah. went back to school and um, I felt like I needed to take control of the things in my life that I could control because yeah. so many things were spiraling out and there's so much uncertainty that was happening at that point. And still now, extremely still now but even more so then um and so where there's extreme uncertainty you have to counterbalance that with well what can i control so what i could control in that in that moment is my writing and coming up with music and producing music that i felt good good about um towards that. an eventuality of releasing and being able to tour on it and whatever but also finishing my my degree program and so i i've enrolled back into the university and so Amazing. that's what that feels good to me because i was never able to complete that part of my life because the music business happened so quickly when i you know graduated from high school it just moments later suddenly i was signed to a record deal and and traveling the world <laughs> and then you know life happened and suddenly it's like 30 years later you know, so you've now got all the time and the kind of the yeah, and just the focus the and things even to do what you wanted to do. 
yeah, this the whole thing shakes out at some point, you know, down the road and, and things start to return to a level of being able to move around and travel or whatever. I will have already um, incorporated this component of my life to the point where I'll be able to manage and balance both things. So, you know, that's such that's a great way of looking at it. I love so that that's... as well because it's it's been as much as we're in this whole horrible negative situation I love having these conversations because every single person is looking for like the positives in this whole negative and I, th- I think it's great and I think it's so uplifting and kind of inspiring hearing these kind of journeys and stories from probably one of the worst and weirdest times of everyone's life yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And then too, you know, I have to be an example to my son because I have a 15 year old and yeah. we don't know how they are um, internalizing this moment yeah. with so many things going on on, you know, with, with COVID running around and affecting literally the whole world at one time. Yeah. Um, the, the racial injustice and all of those issues that are going on and protests and everything that is like, you know, we're, we're, having the, the pandemic of, 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 you know, 1918 or whatever year that yeah. was and yeah. having the civil rights movement of 68 happening and, you know, and like th- there's all these things going on and then you've got, you know, the whole political situation that's going on. We've got Watergate going on here and it's Nixon all over again, but to the 10th power. <laughs> so it's like, God. <laughs> just give me a break. <laughs> just like- yeah. Like, I just want a day like, off to write a song. Just, just give me five all minutes. Hits, all the hits in 2020, all the hits right now. So, you know, I have to remember like well, how my child may be absorbing these things. And he's going to look to me to be a source of um, strength and stability. Yeah. And so if I'm falling apart, then that scares him even more about what is happening to everybody yeah. and everything around him. So that also keeps you anchored a bit in the process, you know? <laughs> I wasn't expecting this conversation to go this way, but it's, I it's, know it did, generally, right? it's so important. No, no, don't apologize. Like the, the stuff that you're saying is, is so important. And it's, it's, it's conversations like this that need to be happening and they're opening up, you know, yes, we're in this pandemic, but there are so many different uglier things going on like you said with the whole you know like the racism the race kind of things you know this water political kind of stuff going on which kind of gets pushed to the side because everyone's going on about the pandemic but that's where the real kind of evil and the roots lie oh it's a mess so, it's like summer of sam going on here if you're familiar with that it's like <laughs> what the hell it's like so many levels of drama and they're all like hugely impactful yeah it's the you just don't know it's like a game of whack-a-mole like where do you where did you <laughs> where'd you, where'd you like, hit first <laughs> so and and then imagine like here we are like as fully realized adults you know imagine what children must be feeling there they yeah. have the same access to all the information that we do information and misinformation that yeah. we do and so the way that we're trying to wade through it and balance all of our emotions and and fears you know, they're in, in a worse situation because they're, they're even, you know, more uh, vulnerable. Yeah. So, it's scary. Yeah. Like I, I generally like feel so worried and I've got, I don't know, there's, there's two sides to it. Like I feel quite worried about the younger generation, but I'm also incredibly intimidated by the younger <laughs> generation. Like I, I mean, my sister's 19 
and mm-hmm. she scares the shit out of me with how powerful she is with her voice and what she stands for and you know I don't know where she's got it from at all but she's she's just incredible and I think if anything is going to change it will be the younger generation that is going to you know fight for oh, what absolutely. is right I mean they have so much more information at their young age than we ever did now that doesn't go to say that they have the emotional maturity to work yeah. to work through it all as you know as needed but they've got a lot more information early on than we ever had and and it's 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 really shocking sometimes when I'll, I'll have conversations with my son sometimes and some of the things that he says and the awareness that he has the level of awareness and depth that he has about things that are going on around us leaves me kind of like oh well okay <laughs> <laughs> well all right I feel really accomplished as a parent <laughs> it's a you nice reading though isn't it it's kind of like oh well, okay yeah well you know, you've got this from somewhere. So I'm going to take that as a huge compliment. <laughs> right. Clearly, I'm the, re- I'm the reason. <laughs> well, to be fair, you, you are an absolute legend. Like, I remember even from, like, being from, like, my mum and dad's parties, like, when I was, like, growing up in the 90s, your music was everywhere. Like, I think you're, you've probably been to more family parties than what I have. <laughs> <laughs> with your music and I honestly it blows my mind I was doing like a little bit of research and mm-hmm. you've worked with like Lenny Kravitz Frankie Knuckles Michelle Williams Roger Sanchez like he, I, I, how do you even fit that all in like on a CV like where, <laughs> where, like <laughs> I was you know we like... have to cut it down all the time it's like so I mean even what is out there right now in the bio does not really have all of it because it's just so much. I mean, listen, I'm, as I said, I've started my, into my fourth decade here now. Um, my first song came out in 1989 on Warner Brothers in the UK. Wow. Yeah. So, you it's, know, here how, I am nine, so how, like, nine what, albums what later, I'm still here doing it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're clearly doing something right. <laughs> so what, what do you think has kind of kept that level of motivation for you with because the constant I don't albums, the music? Up. I don't look up. I keep my head down and focused on what I'm doing. And I Amazing. don't look up and, and, and because that'll scare you sometimes if you, if you look at it like in the totality of it. Um, I'm yeah. in the moment as I go. I'm in the moment all the time. I stay fully present in what I'm working on at that moment, what's happening in music at that moment, what I want to add to, you know, the, the, the global landscape at that moment. Um, and because I'm in a, I'm in a, in an industry that has always allowed me to, for lack of a better phrase, do what <laughs> I <love> do. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's a luxury that a lot of artists have never experienced. I, yeah. you know, I started in the dance music genre because I was a club kid and I just happened to be in the club and I just happened to kind of sing a little bit in my church, but I wasn't a singer. I was getting ready yeah. to continue at university and going into medicine. And, and I it just kind of like started working <laughs> with the basement, basement boys as a, as a fun kind of lark on the side in the studio. And I, I kind of scribbled this song together and, 
in the kitchen one night of the basement where we worked and then kind of went in the booth and hummed along to this track that I never heard before and just kind of off the top of my head, you know, came up with a, a melody and, and put these lyrics to, to, to this track. And then suddenly I'm signed to a, a major label deal for two albums in the UK on Warner Brothers. So that's really like the story of how I started this thing. What, I, you know, not to jump was, in there, what were you <laughs> cooking in the kitchen when you were- I wasn't cooking anything. Oh, it you was weren't just, cooking? That's where we were, that's where we worked. We were in the basement. Oh, right, okay. Basement boys. And they were called the basement <laughs> boys because the studio was literally in the basement of oh. Jay Steinauer's house. He was one of the bo- one of the basement boys. Well, say what you see, isn't it? It's kind of, the name worked. (laughs) It really did. And so we had the studio in one room of the basement. And then the rest of his basement was built for like, you know, living kind of situation. So you had full bathroom, full kitchen and the whole thing. And that's just kind of like where we we hung out, like, you know, trolls under the bridge. And, uh, (laughs) you know, we just kind of like made songs down there and kind of like did our own thing and made songs. And, and there was there were never any rules. There were there was never any specific direction or thing that we were working towards. No one ever said, can you do it like this? Or can you do it like that? It was just kind of like, what are you thinking? What felt right. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking, but let me try this. And then <laughs> that would happen. So. so speaking of trolls and monsters and you have created an absolute monster. Like we've got to talk about you're free. Mm-hmm. Like it it literally it blows my mind how still on a daily basis that song will somehow creep into my playlist it will creep into the radio it will anywhere like guaranteed there's probably not a week where throughout my life where I haven't heard your song did you know back then like that sounds beautiful I'm gonna cry I cry a lot oh don't cry please don't cry (laughs) (laughs) do you want want to to hear something that might actually really make you cry these days (laughs) So I'm going to turn on the, I'm going to get all sad here for a little bit. It's not sad, it's it's positive. So a few years back, obviously my mom was very poorly and she was in a coma. Mm-hmm. And my mom and is a huge like 90s party animal. You know, I, the amount of parties and stuff that are around the house, I probably shouldn't have been involved in, you know, but here we are, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably where my music taste comes from. Yeah. Um, but we were playing songs like from the 90s and like she's a huge 90s dance music fan so it was songs like yours that mm-hmm. we were playing to her like when she was in the when she was in a coma and she's she's still here with us now so you know I don't know what kind of you know see, impact it had see the music man it's powerful it's powerful definitely so powerful yeah. did you but know back say, then no of not what a monster you created <laughs> not an not an inkling of an idea free was crafted in the way that everything else before it was crafted and free could not have happened without every song and album yeah. and experience that had had happened before that moment having happened so its significance is based on the significance of everything else that happened before it i love that because you're is a soul singer sense? aren't you like it's very soul big power vocal that you have that is a, that is one of my particular styles. But then, you know, people say that from listening to my albums and some of the other singles that I've released that I'm more on, on the crooner side. So, you know, hey, Ooh. you know, it's for me, it's whatever the song in particular lends itself to um, in, in my head, like what what it, what the feeling should be. And that's completely yeah. where when it came time to write what was to be my first single for 
Strictly Rhythm after having done two albums on a major label um, and being dropped from Warner because by the second album, um, we have moved from Warner UK to Warner US. The US label had absolutely no idea what to do with me. That whole, (laughs) you know, British kind of like dance music, housey thing that was actually American, but was, was, you know, blown up in Britain and across the, across Europe. They didn't have a clue about that and they really wanted no parts of it. You know, they just really yeah. wanted like, <laughs> like come back. Can't you do <laughs> like a thing like Janet Jackson, Jackson really like R which was really R and B ish, but danceable. Yeah. The thing. Like they were really more interested in commercializing everything. And we weren't quite in that space because we still felt we were to the loyalty to our original fan base in America which was the underground on underground level, but in the UK and abroad, it was on a underground and commercial level. So we didn't want to alienate our fan bases. And we tried to like meet that in between place. It didn't work. And they dropped me. And then I spent the next two, three years just writing songs towards what would be my next album, even though I had no deal in place. I still had the, the forethought and the plan of this is what is going to come together. And so Gladys from Strictly Rhythm, Gladys Pizarro, wanted to sign me to do a record for Strictly. And she had been courting me to do a record for them for like a little while. And I finally said, yes, if I'm going to do a record (laughs) now, at this point in my career, Strictly would be the ideal label because they're they're an underground label. They understand what I do. They understand the music that I do. They're tapped in fully to, uh, to my audience both in the US and abroad and they have capital because it was very important to be yeah. with a label that had money to spend because I had lived a charmed experience on one of <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to these luxuries now. <laughs> now listen, there are ways to get this done. I know how to get this done and it requires money. Let's be clear. So, you know, they had they checked all the boxes and so when um my manager who was pivotal in the decision to use to collaborate with mood to swing on something the boys and i got together and the only concept that we started with was i wanted to you know because it's like well, what do you want your first single to be like and i'm like well you know i'm really into this this losing my religion rem kind of vibe wow I'm into this guitar thing. I need this 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 bittersweet kind of guitar happening. Like seriously, that's where we yeah. started with that conversation. And I and we listened to REM Losing My Religion. And I was like, you hear how that guitar just really holds you by your heartstrings. And then there's the tension when the rest of the music comes in. It's just like then the other guitars are like raging and moving and, and creating this rhythm pocket. That's what we need to make happen. And that's where we started from with Free. But we had and you no know what? It's like it's like it's one of those intros of a song as well, where it doesn't matter like whether you're at the bar or you're at the buffet, or as soon as that comes on, you know, like everyone's you know like it. mom, their nan, their uncle, brother, sister, whatever, they're running to the dance floor to be like they just they just for that like three minutes they're just going to like completely forget everything and bout everything out. As in, like, and that's really all we started with. With okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this guitar story as the basis, the foundation to build this song on. And then we came up with those guitar riffs. And that was the initial, you know, the, the melancholic guitar that everybody knows and loves. And then when the beat drops in, you've got the alternative, the, the alternative gu- guitar yeah. uh, line 
going on. Once we got that, it was about what's the chorus, what's going to be the hook. And that was bouncing a lot of ideas around. It needs to feel open. It needs to feel like something everybody knows and understands, something really simplistic, but really massive at the same time. Like, how do you in those two different places and just after bouncing it around for a long time, like Lem came up with like, maybe it's something like free. And we were like, yeah, free. (laughs) Let's build further from there. Free what? Like free, you know, and you're listening to the music and the pocket of the guitar and it's going on and you're like, free, people want to do like what they want to do. Like you got to, you got to live your life. You got, you know, and you take those words and then you make them make sense and you build the melody with, with it. And that's kind of how we constructed it, but we made it as a rock song. With wow, that kind of really, when I said, I was... are you losing my religion? We were very there. We were Nirvana. We were in a very, wow. I wanted it to be in a rock place. I'm like, let's write from a place of writing a rock song. And then we'll dial it back and turn it into a dance song. The only thing we changed was the drums to make it a dance song. You know, it's, it's just give it a, a whole new different spin. <laughs> like I wasn't we expecting that. I thought there's going to be some really like nice story behind it, but this is like a, like, yeah, this is like a building a Lego house with this story. It's totally, this great. It's totally that. And then after we had it as this complete awesome rock song, we were, I was like, I love it but they're not going to understand it the dance floor so this is where we need to bring in the notorious mood to swing drums (laughs) boom let's take the rock drums out put the mood to swing house drums under it pack it up (laughs) and that is how you make a monster and here we are (laughs) 20 some years later with that well it is because you know what like what I think what hit me and it made me want to reach out because I mean I'm a huge fan of like you know that whole I I feel like I was born in the wrong decade I mean I'm I'm grateful that I still get to experience you know that kind of music but I would love to have been in the clubs and stuff when that kind of music was like really like popping off like you know from the underground to commercial like I would love to have been Mm -hmm. like just surrounded by it but I was listening to a New Music Friday playlist on Spotify. Yeah. And I was listening to Ty Dollar Sign song mm-hmm. with Skrillex and Kanye West and FKA Twigs. Yeah. And then halfway through the song, yeah. you appear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does that even happen? Listen, I guess the same way, you know, this the song is permeated in all areas and people know it and a yes. highly identifiable component of it and i don't know you know it, we we got a request from ty dollar signs label no, for the sample usage <laughs> and it was there and we're like oh okay did, we, did you have to think about it which was just like yes oh yes, no we were click oh yeah <laughs> 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 No, could you bring it's it amazing. on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just honestly, it just keeps on giving. It's and it I think especially key. even if you look at the lyrics, especially in this day and age, it's you know, live you know, do what you want to do. You know, it's there's a I think there was a line in it about like coming together and you know living mm-hmm. together, and it's just like mm-hmm. we've got real no excuse to to live together at the we minute. We don't, so <laughs> it means so much 
now, especially in this moment with everything yeah. that's going you know, it's it because that's the thing. Like a lot of people at the time wanted to kind of make it autobiographical to, you know, some to my experience with leaving with the Warner Brothers departure yeah. and all of that. Now I'm free from Warner and all of that. That was completely not the story at yeah. all. The story was not so much my internal struggle, although I'm sure that was wrapped up in there somewhere just in the minutia yeah. of but in crafting the song, we were really thinking about the the greater story, the the world uh, connectivity amongst everyone out there in the world, and how that story can tailor fit everybody's own personal experience. Really, it has. It's 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 stood the test of time. You know, it's countless. Like if you look at any kind of like top dance song list, or whether it's like the UK Billboard, whatever whatever it is your name and that song is up there guaranteed and you know it's so relatable and I think especially probably now more than ever with how you know just kind of everyone just being who they want to be living the life they want to be and just being free apart from travel you can't be travel but (laughs) anything else you can kind of do (laughs) but it's still important because you know it's it has supported so many people emotionally and spiritually along the way yeah. I mean I get that all the time when I talk to different fans will email me or leave you know direct messages on my socials or whatever and between you know with free and with found a cure actually people yeah. have told me that the song spoke to them in a way they were going through something really really difficult a breakup or someone was coming out or you know or or was on the verge of possibly killing taking themselves out all the together yeah. And those lyrics spoke to them. And, you know, that's really where what it is for me because I spend a lot of time on the lyric content and what the story yeah. is and that resonates with people and how that's going to, what you know, what that conversation is. And I think that's been a large part of what has sustained me as an artist for all these years is that there is a real conversation and there is real lyric and real story and real connectivity happening in the things that are said in my songs, especially in a dance music genre where a lot of things are, you know, let's get up, let's all party, you know. Yeah. But it's an escape, kind of, isn't it? This is yeah, like it's and an there's escape, nothing wrong with that. Those kind of songs need to happen, as need to be there as well. But there, there's you're also in a in a in a industry where you're able to to speak to people, even when they're on the dance floor, they are escaping their troubles, their drama, yeah. their responsibilities for those few moments. And you have that opportunity to make that connection with them. It's my, like, it, It's one thing, it, music is literally my biggest coping mechanism. I, I say it all the time on the show. And I love having these conversations with people who have made some of my favorite music ever. So. I, I can't thank you enough, to be honest. I'm I'm in complete awe of <laughs> like your just your message that you were saying. Like it, it's completely took me. Not that I I expected anything less. You know, you're a legend, but you know, like <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit taken back. And yeah, it's not often that I'm a little bit lost for words. But like, I'm like, wow. Like, oh, baby. yeah, you're good. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just pulling on the heartstrings. <laughs> I've got one final question for you. So I've seen, obviously, when, you know, you're, you tour absolutely everywhere. You're on, 
you know, a hefty amount of lineups. Obviously, in this real weird time at the moment with we don't know what's happening with gigs and stuff like that, like what, what do you think is going to happen going forward with like live shows and gigs, concerts? What, what's your take on it? Well, I think in the in the short term, uh, people are going to do things on a much, 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 much smaller scale. Yeah. And, and everyone's just going to have to adjust to that until you know, really until there is a worldwide vaccine that everyone feels yeah. comfortable with taking. Um, and that's going to be a longer minute, a much, much longer minute. <laughs> in all reality. Hold your horses. Right. Trump would like you're going to gonna have like three, three albums to promote. Right. He'd like to say it's Thursday next week. I mean, next Thursday. I'm sure he would say that. But the reality of it is a really safe and proven vaccine is not going to yeah. be happening until you know way down the road in the meantime um we're going to have to learn to live with the virus to some degree and really be disciplined and diligent about the way that we function until that point i mean obviously we can't afford economically universally we can't afford for everybody to be locked down for extended months at a time or everyone's economy is going to absolutely crash yeah. But we can be smart about how we maneuver and do the necessary mitigation, you utilize all the protocols and be just extra diligent and respectful of everyone. If everyone is respecting each other and we're working collectively as, you know, a, a, a mankind here, um, yeah. that we can, you know, we can work through this, this quagmire right now, you know, but everybody's got to be on board. And, and that's the only way really to curb it, because if you give the virus a place to go, it's going to go. Yeah. And that's just, that's just, you know, biology. So <laughs> everybody's got to get, got to get on board, but, and have to, we have to find, we have to think smarter and um, be more resourceful. We have to do things on a smaller scale and we have to put a lot of safeguards in place yeah. in when and how we do things going forward. Honestly, I think, I said it at the beginning before we started recording, but thank you so much for joining me for a while. You're an absolute legend. And to even just be having this kind of conversation with yourself, it's, it's, it's yeah, a little bit of a dream come true. But thank you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate what you're doing and, you know, just kind of keeping it moving over there and keeping the vibes <laughs> out, people, you know? But whenever you're back in the UK, you're going to have to let me know because I will be first in line right at the front waiting for the right time to bout out you're free you we're got all it free but well we'll all be free at that point so hopefully oh, <laughs> might have to yeah do a little bit of an updated remix mm-hmm. <laughs> That's possible i mean everyone's doing their own been doing their own bootlegs for the last 20 years anyway <laughs> it's, true. it's true this one's mine now <laughs> yeah we um did actually do i re-sang free for the first time I re-recorded it last year. Um, yeah. So that version is called Free Live Your Life. I don't know if you've seen the version with the Gospel House Choir that we just I posted. wanted to ask you about this, actually. Yeah. So I love those. It's thank oh, they're you. phenomenal. I, actually, I saw it the other day. It was on your Instagram. It is, ah, yeah. oh, yes. any kind of life. Well, that just came, that just with the house, gospel, the house Gospel Choir, that just happened um, two weeks ago. They just hit me and was like, we want to do free with you. So we had them do it to the Gregor Salto and Ibitali, um 
remix that we were just getting ready to put out. So that's the that's the version that they're singing along to. And so that mix just came out this week. So that's available now everywhere on all digital outlets. And we're releasing the whole package. So you're making me want to go back to Ibiza. I, I know, right? You and me <laughs> eat both, buddy. Well, so, yeah. whenever the time is right, I I'm gonna hold you to that and I will be buying you a pint in Ibiza. You got in, it. In the future. That's a promise. That's gotta happen. Sure. <laughs> but no, thank you so much for joining me. And yeah, I will let you crack on with the rest of your day. It's thank been you, an absolute man. pleasure. Thank you. You got it. Bye-bye. Ciao ciao. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Huge thank you to my incredible guest this week, the legendary Ultranate. Make sure you're checking out all her new stuff over on every platform possible. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button and I'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.